Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online access to licensed counselors around the globe. If something in your life is making you feel stuck or you feel blocked from happiness, now is a great time to try therapy online. All you have to do is fill out a quick online survey and they'll match you with a counselor within 48 hours. And if you don't like that counselor for any reason, you can switch to a different person free of charge. To try BetterHelp and also really help out this show, head to trybetterhelp.com slash helpmebeme for 10% off your first month of therapy. Thanks! Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on the tools I use in my own life. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Check, check, check. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. So this is an episode about feeling groundless, like nothing you do matters. So it's kind of like a pep talk, a little burst of inspiration. So this is for the in-between times of maybe employment or successes in your life when you're trying to get something off the ground. And maybe that thing is a portfolio or an actual project, whatever it is you're trying to do from scratch. And maybe that's putting together a resume or starting a new career or brushing off, you know, polishing up the old resume. Basically, the times when we only have ourselves to be accountable to. Because it's really easy to feel like nothing you do matters, when in reality, it does. So self-motivation can be one of the hardest things to overcome or or to accomplish. It's like putting on a play, but for no one. But know that all of those actions matter. So when you're out of work and you're making something out of nothing, or you are in between, quote, identities, it can be a, a real ego blow. Like we can end up feeling lost, or we can get really overwhelmed with how much is fleeting or temporary or I don't know we start to question whether or not things are real like we think of our own actions as kind of hollow and it can be really lonely you know because when it's you on you it's like well who am I really doing this for who's going to really care about this it's like you're not enough of um, a vote in the validity ballot so it can be discouraging but know that when you have setbacks in your life or in your career it's really an opportunity because it's 
the, it's during these times that we actually learn how to pivot and we start to innovate the things we've done in the past. And yeah, it can be really hard when you don't have that buffer that comes with identifying with like a company or a title or an accolade. Like we don't, we can't rest on laurels. We don't have coworkers to commiserate with. And it can make you want to give up. It can make you think that we're doing is not worth doing. So if that sounds like you right now, these are some words I wanted to pass along. Having been in those places many times in my life, what I can see now in retrospect is all of those times mattered just as much and the work was amounting to just as much, if not more, than if somebody else was paying you to do it or you were doing it for a team of people to review it. It's just like we can't see it. We can't see the actual value of what we're doing in that moment. Before I go any further, I just want to go into possibly who I am talking to right now. So maybe you have a feeling of anxiety or you worry about whether or not you're good enough. Maybe you have an excess of shame or unworthiness. And maybe it's the lack of control and worrying that we what we're doing is wrong. Um, and that's something that comes with highly perfectionistic people. So you might not realize this, but when you have really high standards for yourself, you tend to overly obsess about making the wrong move. However, when you think this hard about everything in your life, there is no such thing as the wrong move. What you really have to do is practice realizing you are making good decisions because there's no righter decision once you're putting all of your energy towards something. Like there's, there's literally no such thing as right other than the, de- the decision your best thinking gets you to do. So the needing to not get hurt is what creates the anxiety. So not wanting to be wrong, that fear is the, the number one source of the anxiety. And when we start spinning out about something, being right or wrong, that is the controller inside who is saying, I can't get hurt because it will be too painful. But in reality, the spinning and obsessing and worrying is way more painful than experiencing the setback itself or even a failure. So the goal then is to be deliberately enduring, like growing a tolerance to that feeling of fear and worry and self-doubt. So basically acting productive despite those feelings, almost like, you know, passing something deliberate, like, like you're in labor. <laughs> I always refer back to labor. Um, but to, or another way to think about it is like you picture you have a really rude parrot on your shoulder while you work. You just have to go about the work despite the annoying parrot. So when you are walking your path and that path is fueled by your own creativity and inspiration, when you're like acti- actively passing this kidney stone or those feelings of unworthiness um, and not allowing them to slow you down, you can think of it like it's cement and you just have to stay in motion. Otherwise, it'll start to harden around you. So it's like pushing, making sure you're constantly moving, constantly working and constantly being productive despite all of the shit. And if you do hit a setback, you know, it's think of it like you're in a maze and it's really like you're hitting a wall. And what you do when you hit that wall is feel around it so you can find the next path forward. It's temporary. And if you find that you have hit hit a wall or even failed and maybe you're failing repeatedly, that too is a gift 
because failure is basically lots of new information. As soon as something hurts in my life, or I feel like I have failed, I ask myself, is there anything I didn't do that I should have done? And if so, I own it and I put it in my pocket for future use. The second thing I ask is, what is this here to teach me? Like, what has this gifted me with for uh, that will alter the way I live in the future? Because failures are truly like little gifts. They're picture little angels and they're like putting an, a giant platform in front of you that allows you to go to the next level in your life. It's what is revealed through the process of failure. It's like that's the only way you advance, make big advancements. And your efforts and your energy are never in vain. When you're working in a vacuum, it can be really hard to see it as worth anything because there's no tangible, visible results. But if you were working with like a financial planner, for example, and the goal was saving more money, you would be able to see all of that work and all of that habit forming resulting in more money. Like you would be able to see it on a spreadsheet. You'd see numbers on a graph. You'd know exactly where you're headed. You'd know exactly the outcome. So the same exact thing is happening, but it's all in just inside of you. It's really tough when you don't have that tangible black and white graph in front of you, but there is still a result occurring. And just by going through the motions and doing the next best thing you can think to do in service of your goals, you are adding value to yourself and you are giving yourself very important visual feedback. By showing up for yourself, you are telling yourself who you really are. And this is how you solidify your character, by practicing being that character. And eventually, it just is you. It's not an act. It's just you. So know that your efforts are not in vain. When you act as if your actions matter and you act according to what your dreams require, you can feel proud of yourself. You can see yourself being worth your word. And when you walk the walk, it's no longer just saying that you do something. You know you mean it. We all suffer feelings of doubt. And the difference is some people can endure those thoughts and feelings for extended periods of time and still create. They can still go through the motions of doing their thing despite that. So just like being, a, you know, in a really intense exercise class, knowing that you hurt, but still finishing that workout, the same thing goes for this, it, but it's just thoughts and feelings that you are ignoring. So remember to focus on your goal and let that be the guiding voice. And allow yourself also to try and take joy in this process. Because truly the end result is fleeting. And as soon as you get there, you're on to the next thing. So this time right now, as weird as it sounds, is what it's all about. This is the time when you are on your way somewhere new. So even though it can feel like, you know, I don't like this part though. We're, like you're plateaued. It's just think of it like you're walking a really long trail. You can't see the vista yet. We're still walking. We're still headed somewhere great. And this part of the path is, is enjoyable, even if it's hard. And know that the harder the path is, the more enjoyment you will get out of the end result. Like you will really savor that victory because the path has been hard. Just by having struggled, um, it'll just taste better, you know? It's like if you go snowboarding all day and you, you take a really hot shower and you eat something delicious, it's like it feels so good after you've worked really hard. So there's so much reward in having done your best and just 
the the now goal is to be proud of yourself and feel good about what you put in. So what matters is how you approach today and how you walk today right now. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy the process of walking this path and even enjoy the process of struggling. And know that you're doing it. You're making shit happen, even if you can't see any of the result of that. So enjoy this challenge. I wanted to also offer a couple of tools just for battling the uh, the negative thoughts. So the first tool is a mantra. You're one step away from okay. You're one step away from okay. That's true all the time. One tiny thing could change everything about your life. A tiny phone call, a tiny movement, a tiny gesture from someone else, a tiny email, a tiny text, a tiny invite. Something could come forward and present itself and you have no idea what that thing will be. So if you get stuck and you feel really low or you feel at a dead end, literally, just remember you are one step away from okay. You just have to invite that thing to come forth. Whatever it is that's going to alter your mental trajectory exists. You just have to remember to be open to seeing it. So just say that aloud. One step away from okay. All right, the next tool, do not waste time in the thinking about thinking. That's just a rule of thumb for you. If you catch yourself in that vortex when you are thinking about what you think, like, should I really feel blank? Or I can't seem to make up my mind. I don't know. I can't stop worrying about blah, blah, blah. That is a surefire sign that you need to step away. Your brain has hit a spin cycle. This is you attempting to control something that is not yet baked. You're trying to muscle an answer. So nothing good will come from this place. Nothing will become more solved. Step back and just breathe into the discomfort. Allow the discomfort of not wanting to get hurt, of fear, whatever it is underneath that spinning, allow that to just be in your body and just process it, feel it, embrace it. And do not allow a thought to penetrate that process. Like just really focus on the sound of your breath and just being in that discomfort. And know that the answer exists somewhere in the future and it's a conflicted one. Just allow whatever it is you're trying to muscle an answer toward, allow it to arrive on its own time without your brain trying to beat it out of you. But really what this resistance is in your in your brain is the f- resisting the feeling of fear. So I find that when I can just make a shortcut to just diving into it, it's such a better feeling. It's so much more doable than the like annoying obsessive thinking about thinking. All right, next tool, look at your lumpy couch zones, aka the comfort zones that are actually super uncomfortable. So we all have places in our brain that we like to go to keep us hiding. Like we we prevent ourselves from really getting out there and going for it because that can be really scary. So we unconsciously often keep ourselves staying small. For example, by focusing on what we are doing wrong or the one person we didn't please, we're actually, it's like a safety mechanism. It keeps us in that I'm not good enough state of inaction. It's a time suck. It's a, it's like a game of checkers that we're continually playing. Instead of committing to a higher bar for ourselves, 
we're staying busy with this old dusty box of checkers and we're like, I'm just going to keep playing this I'm not good enough game. We don't fully go into and claim, yes, success is mine. So for me, I do this all the time. I focus on the one person I disappointed or the one person that didn't like XYZ episode. And that's a comfort spot in my brain versus really just going for it and claiming this is who I am and unapologetically claiming that. And we all have these old settings that we fall into. We pathologize ourselves, especially if we have a lot of old family of origin baggage or negative identities from our youth. For example, for you, it might be saying to yourself, I'm never going to get over this block. I'm never going to get over this uh, writer's block, whatever it is. That's a lumpy couch zone. It's a way to say to yourselves, we don't have to move ahead. And the reason I highlight this for you is so that you know what you're working with. By looking at something and seeing what it really is, that is how we actually start to break it up and work around it. By seeing that this is a thought habit that is not what we think it is. It's not a truth. It's just a way of staying hiding. When we can identify that and recognize like I'm just making an excuse to stay lazy and it's not actually a defining character trait, then the solution is a lot easier. The solution becomes about just deliberately practicing new muscle memory. It's not as damning or insurmountable. Okay, the next tool, me capsule. So this is a visualization exercise all about remembering how to see yourself. It's for the moments when we don't feel like we have our mojo like we feel like we're not good enough we don't have anything going on we're we don't have enough accolades to call ourselves important whatever that is so I want you to think of a time when you knew a really good version of yourself and maybe it's a time when you were thriving you're really excited you're really happy you felt really confident like you were the shit so just close your eyes and picture what did that self look like what did that that self have going on for them what was your energy and your knowledge of yourself? What was your, what did it feel like in your muscle fibers? What were you doing differently? What were you wearing? What were you eating? What was on your body? What was your habit throughout the day? And know that that is exactly the same you. There's nothing different about your value now. Everything is just a perspective. It's a lens. It's a habit of thinking. And as much as you can, just live in that energy of this old self and know that it's never too late for anything. Everyone has their own timeline and everything is always being reinvented, including the person who does this thing at this age. It's always being reinvented. So the goal in life is really to feel convicted in the value of what you choose to do and your own best thinking at any given time to not look to external markers as the judgment on your value as a person. So just call back to your mind that person who embodies that energy, see them clearly, recall the feeling of being them in your body, and now continue to go about your day. So that was my last tool. And in closing, I just want to bring back to your mind this spreadsheet. If your life were a spreadsheet and you were looking at the changes you made, you would see a graph going straight up. You would see all of this profit, but this change is invisible because it's inside of you. So the investments 
are in your time and in your mind and in those small moves that all of these little incremental changes make in your life. But each one matters. Each one is getting you an inch closer to having the portfolio or an inch closer to finding the Google result that you need or an inch closer to feeling confident enough to wear the bolder pair of earrings to that date, etc. So the harder you try, the better you will feel and the more you will know through and through that you are in fact awesome. So I hope this is helpful and I send you my love. Smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.